everybody, and welcome to the Modern Woodworkers Association book review number one. I want to introduce your guests for this evening. First of all, there's me, myself, Tom Iovino of Tom's Workbench. Next, there's Christopher Adkins out in Atlanta. Chris, say hey. Hello. All right. Diami Palaki up in Long Island, New York. Diami, that is, That's sunny Long Island, Tom. Sunny, I'm sorry, sunny and warm Long Island. And Mike Lingenfelter. Mike, where are you at? I'm in rainy Seattle. Rainy Seattle. It's perfect. We've got the coasts covered here on our review. And I want to start out because this is our first one. Um, let's talk a little bit about the what we're going to do here. We're going to just take a take a book every so often, and we're going to kind of read it. Well, I still have to learn how to read, but I'm not sure about you guys. It's been and were helpful. Well, there we go. And then what we're going to do is we're going to just give our, our input on it. What's our take on this thing? And uh, the book we're doing is uh, this month, this time, is Rough Cut, Woodworking with Tommy Mag, 12 step-by-step projects from the first season of the show. Um, this book came out, it's a companion to the first se- uh, season series for the show on PBS, and uh, let's go around. What's your first impression of the book? Take it away, Chris. All right, well, uh, one of the things that we talked about when, when we were, were looking at the book is we just kind of came up with, with four different topics of the the book and and kind of the first topic that we talked about was just you know are the projects interesting and um you know i i gotta say when i actually when i got the book i i i kind of had some uh, reservations about what i was going to think about the book and how i was going to like it and then once i actually got into it started looking through some of the projects um you know i i followed the show somewhat but i'm not a big tv guy so i don't really watch every episode of, of the TV show, but um, really as far as the projects go, I mean, they're, they're actually interesting projects. They're, they're fairly diverse. Um, you know, you've, you've got everything some from some fairly complicated uh, cabinets and stuff, you know, down to uh, smaller projects like the, uh, the flag box. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I, was, I did. I liked the projects. I thought they were fairly good for, for the book more than expected. Yeah, I mean, what was your take on the project? Well, I'm going to agree with Chris that they were diverse, and I appreciated that. Um, that being said, I actually tallied my score, and I officially liked half of the projects. Six of them I found very interesting. The other six didn't really do it for me. But I don't mean to be too negative, because even the ones that didn't do it for me, there were informative points about them. So I'm not going to say they were completely uh, worthless in the book. They did yeah. teach some technique. Yeah, I mean, in all fairness, have you ever picked up a woodworking book full of plans and liked every single plan in there? I no, no, I haven't. So is this, would you say that this was better than most woodworking plan books or, or, or lacking compared to it? In that regard, I'm going to say it's better because most woodworking plan books, I can't say that I could take something of value from each plan, which I could in this case, even if they weren't interesting per se. Okay. All right, Mike, what was your take? Um, yeah, I, I actually, I followed uh, Tommy's show when it was on, so I, I remember most of these projects when I was watching the show, and so it was it was interesting to see the projects laid out the way they did in the book. Um, I agree there are some projects I probably wouldn't build, but uh, there are definitely some that are, are of interest, and each one seemed to focus on, you know, a particular technique or a, or a process, which was good. Yeah, you know, I, I, that's one thing that really struck me about the book and the projects. You know, there was a diverse group of projects. Um, but, Mike, I think you hit the nail on the head for me. Um, every project had a technique associated with it, whether it was uh, veneering or it was uh, cutting curves or compound cutting. And yeah, it seemed to be... It, it, 
yeah, you kind of learn that one key technique when you went along. So, I mean, for me, as far as you know, project plans, it just wasn't here's a drawing, here's what you can do with it, and then go and build. I did appreciate that. For me, I'm kind of like you, Diami. I, I um, you know, some of the plans, something I might build one day, some of the plans, maybe not. But again, you know, I don't think I've ever had a book where I wanted to build every single thing in there. Right. Right. Okay. Um, one of the other uh, uh, criteria we were talking about were the, are the instructions easy to follow? And, you know, let's, uh, let's, let's go around with uh, We'll start with Yami this time. Yami, I mean, you know, we're talking about instructions on some pretty, some of the products were a little more complicated than others. Well, what do you think about the instructions? Uh, I'm going to give a qualified yes to whether or not they were easy to follow. Um, some of the sections I had to reread as I went through. It didn't quite click the first time. But if you took your time with the book, it always made sense. Sometimes there were some gaps that were missing, but it did always make sense, which is not always the case. Um, the sidebars and tips that are th- throughout the book I found to be helpful in explaining certain aspects of the projects. And the way they were introduced through the, each of the articles, they were logical. Typically, if I'm reading a book, I'll read the chapter and then kind of go back to the sidebars because they interrupt the flow. But most of the time in this book, I found that if you read them just page after page after page and not read the article first and then the sidebars – the sidebars worked well within where they were placed in the context of the article, which I thought spoke to the editing of the book more than anything. But um, they were fairly straightforward to follow. Uh, the, the expanded drawings are good, but that's typical of Taunton. I can't say Tommy had any uh, help in that. That's mm-hmm. Taunton does good drawings. Um, the cl- cut list that opens up each chapter, that was helpful. Again, not something I always use, but if you want to take on one of these projects, even if you're not going to follow the cut list exactly – you can use it to help come up with your material list, and it's just a useful tool. And then finally, I thought the tool list was helpful. Again, not something I would necessarily always refer to, but if you are going to set out to build something in this project, it's nice to know right up front there's a clear list as to what tools you're going to need so you don't get halfway through and realize it can't finish because you don't own that you know really expensive tool that you don't have. Excellent. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I think, I think for the most part, um, the instructions were pretty easy to follow uh, although I think uh, the way I saw it, for uh, if a beginner were to, were to pick this up, I think there are some gaps in there. Because I think, like we said earlier, each of the projects was kind of geared towards a certain technique. And I think that technique was covered in, in, in pretty good detail. But some of the other steps when you're building one of the projects, some of those they may have glossed over just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I liked how they kind of started out. I mean, a lot of the projects he started out, here's a rough lumber, and we're going to figure out which pieces we're going to get out of pieces of rough lumber. And a lot of books don't do that. They just say, go buy your lumber. And, <laughs> and, and they don't show you how to maybe, you know, evaluate a board and stuff like that. And he does that in a particular way. So, so I like that part of it. Okay. Mike, Chris, what was your thought? I mean, you know, the instructions, I mean, it's, it's a, it, remember, we're talking about some of these projects are a little more advanced than the average woodworker would want to get into. So what do you think about the instructions? How are they, how would they present themselves to you? You know, I mean, I, I kind of agree with both these guys. I mean, in, in my opinion, you know, the first thing that I noticed on it was I did like the way that they had a, a really good good breakdown of the, the drawings. They had the cut list. They had the tools. And, you know, and, and like Diami said, I mean, it's not necessarily something that, I need, but you know, when I tried to look at this, I tried to look at it as, you know, as, as anybody. What would could anybody take a look at this and go through it and be able to, to build something from it? And it's nice to have all that. Um, you know, when I went through the just kind of reading through all of it, you know, it was 
you've got a lot of detail in there. Some of it seems like it, it gets kind of rambled and kind of jumbled slightly. But all in all, it, it lays out pretty good. And, and really, when I stepped back from it and took a look, one of the things that I found that was probably one of the most helpful is is they, they, they highlighted the paragraphs and they would highlight the first sentence on it. And they really did a pretty good job about correlating that highlighted section with one of the pictures. And so you could actually go through the, the highlighted sentences and, and connect those to the pictures to see kind of the flow of the project. And uh, I actually thought they did a fairly good job of it. And even if you just took just the, the, the pictures and the paragraphs, you could you know, slightly go through the projects and, and still get quite a bit of information out of it. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to weigh in and say, yeah, I mean, I think that the, uh, the way that the instructional part was laid out was, uh, was, was, was helpful. But it's kind of funny. Some of these uh, stories had road trips associated with them. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I, I'm going to say that, that, you know, as far as, uh, you know, I'm looking at a chapter. I've got the book open on my bench right now. And on the, um, and on the, uh, there's a, sl- there's the uh, slanted side uh, serving tray with the, with the compound miters and really, you know, great. And then it gets to the road trip and his lessons from an 18th century pulpit. It's a whole page about this bomb day or bombed uh, a pulpit, but none of it applies to the project that's right. being built. Now, yeah. you know, I, I, you know, I understand he goes on the, you know, he goes on the road trips and he wants to, you know, kind of connect people to what's going on, but you know, Norm did that on New Yankee Workshop as well. And Norm, whenever he went on the road to do something, it always applied back to what he was building. Right. And this one just seems like it's out in left field. I mean, and this is one example of it, kind of a page where you could have gotten a little bit more detail maybe about the process, but instead there was just something thrown in there about a, a, a pulpit, an 18th century pulpit, that had nothing to do with the project on the page. So for me, that kind of fell a little flat. I mean, there were some parts of it that could have been edited a little better where maybe if you wanted to do a, a chapter or an inspiration or something like that, that might be a better place for it. But you're in the middle of flipping this thing back and forth on your workbench trying to build this this uh, this project for for you know for a gift for somebody. You don't want to be interrupted. Right. So for me that's where that came in. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I was gonna I'll say agree. I think they were trying to uh, keep the same format as they did for the show with the, with those road trips and, and I'd say you picked up the one I think in that TV show, I had the hardest time relating that road trip to what he was building, even on the show. You know, let me let me throw an open question out there. Um, one of the one of the knocks I've heard on the show is that uh, there's a different communications ability from when Norm ran New Yankee Workshop to Tommy Mack on the show. For me, it seems even though I do speak quickly and I am from New Jersey, and that's the, the method of which I speak, it seemed like he's going a little too fast. And maybe a little too disjointed for the average order are going to sit down and watch the show from beginning to end and really get it. For me, the book helped because I had to go back and actually review and say, okay, this is what this is what he meant. Whereas you're watching in the show, it never really flowed as well. I would absolutely agree with that, Tom. Excuse me? No, I would agree with that, Tom. And what what I actually as long as I talked about whether the instructions are easy to follow, the thing I failed to mention is that the the show is a nice compliment to the book because there are things in the books in the book that I wanted to see and they were shown in the show on its own. The show does seem a bit rushed and it, it's hard, I found it a little hard to follow, but the show in conjunction with the book, I think does an effective job of conveying the whole process, but you need one with the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely, right. they're, they're, they're very complimentary point. pieces. 
Yeah, yeah I, I was wondering that myself because I, I, I had the advantage of seeing a lot of the show, so I knew what a lot of the projects were and I knew what he did. I'm not sure how somebody who hasn't watched the shows, who picks up this book, how they may perceive it. So, so yeah. Okay, okay. All right, one of the, uh, again, this kind of tags onto our last question. The other criteria was, does the book effectively teach and explain the skills necessary to build the project? Um, you know, let's let's go back and take a look at some of these things. And we'll start with you, Mike. What What's your take on it? Well, I, I think it does because, um, like we've been saying along, a lot of the projects were focused on a particular skill, and I think when they focused on on those particular items, I think they covered those in pretty well, in pretty good detail. You know, I think when it was kind of cutting some dovetails and mortise and tenons and um, you know some of the different techniques and stuff that, that they were doing, I, I thought they covered that pretty well in the book. Mm-hmm. All right, Chris, what's your thought? No, I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, one of the things that, that I tried to do was just, you know, say, for instance, you know, dovetails. I tried to go through and, and look and see in their instructions to give the dovetails. And, you know, were they clear? And, and if I tried to just completely blank out anything that I know, could I follow along and do that? And quite honestly, I, I, I they did. I mean, I was able to follow along. And a matter of fact, one of my favorite projects in the book was the keepsake box and okay you know it's not necessarily something that's that that i uh you know it's not that i like the box that great it was just i was very interested in 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 how they did the um you know how they did all the the uh the laminate and stuff on the on the top of it with the book matching and and um it was it was interesting so and i when i read through there it was actually a very good um process going through there and, and understanding how it works so um i mean most definitely i actually uh, was was very impressed with the the way it, it actually taught and uh i think that for most of the projects somebody could come through here and, and without having a whole lot of knowledge and pick up and when you get into more complicated projects and stuff you know i, I think the book's made for different levels so if there there are uh, some of the more complicated ones Maybe some guy that's brand new in the shop that's not the right project for them anyway. But there's plenty of other projects that, that teach all the skills and they can build up to those. Okay, kind of work your way up. Sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, what was your take on it? Well, I'm gonna, I agree with Chris that there are lots of different levels and it, you could start at different points in the book. I think, um, you know, does it effectively teach the, the skill levels? I'm going to say yes, but you need to have a, a foundation beyond this. This can't be your introduction to woodworking. This, mm-hmm. You know, it's not a pop woodworking, I can do that project. It's a level above that. It's it's not, you know, you don't need to be a journeyman, but you, you do need some base foundation of woodworking. You have to have some exposure other than just the show or the book, or I think you're going to be lost in this. So I'm going to say it takes you from from a rookie to an apprentice, but I don't think it, it helps a rookie make his first project. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think, um, you know, again, I, I hate to compare, you know, you know, Tommy Mack to what Norm did, but do you think the New Yankee Workshop took the beginner into the process, you know, uh, you know, could, could guide any level through it? Do you think that happened in a Norm show versus Tommy Mack? Do you think that one was more effective than the other? In actuality, I'm going to say probably not, but because of Norm's slower, calmer demeanor, I'm going to say that Norm seems more accessible, even if he's not. Okay. Yeah, I, I actually remember one of my first projects I did was one from Norm. It was the outdoor table that he did, and he made it look so easy, but it was like one of the first projects I did, and it probably should not have been. <laughs> <laughs> 
into it. Yes, you can do it. Come on, man. Hey, it went together, but it, it made all the spacing and all the all the uh, slats in that thing probably weren't perfect. But it was kind of like I got halfway through this. I was like, wow, you know, he did this in half an hour, but you know, it's taking me. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Yeah, for me, I mean, you know, I thought the book did talk through these, you know, for instance, the one chapter that really stood out for me, and I know it's a more advanced skill, was building the timbre door, because it actually showed, um, you know, basically from beginning to end, if you want to build a timbre door for something, and, you know, granted it was the bread box, but it could be a roll-top desk, it showed, you know, very, very simplistically how to make it happen. Which I thought, you know, if I could figure it out, probably anybody could figure it out. And it just it seemed like it, it seemed like it did provide that kind of opportunity to actually learn a little bit that way. So for me, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was an effective way. Sometimes though, it was kind of out there. There were some parts of the pro, some parts of projects that were a little, even for me, a little tough for me to understand. But then again, somebody with that background from the North Bennett uh, School, North Bennett Street School, you know, should be building at a higher level. Certainly, certainly. But at the same time, I don't think that the book is going to prepare you for actually making a ball and claw foot. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Uh, um, I thought that was right. a little out there. No, it's it's, go, um, it's to interesting to watch it. What was that, Chris? No, I just said, you, you know, it's like the ball and claw. I mean, it's, it's interesting to watch the process. Um, and, it, and it fills you in on the data on how to do it. But, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be able to learn from that. Hey, you know, I'm going to build ball and claw feet on my feet on my like planters benches and things that I put outside. <laughs> okay, I, 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 let's do that from now on. I like uh, it. The last question, the last criteria we wanted to cover was how much background knowledge and skill do you need to bring to the book? And this is really where we've been talking about. Um, you know, I, you, you know, if you wanted to qualify beginner, uh, you know, intermediate, advanced, I mean, where do you think you should be as a woodworker to jump in on this? Uh, let's start with you, Chris. I mean, I think we've we've touched on this quite a bit, and Diami touched on it on there a minute ago. And and you know, it's there's a lot of different skill sets in here, and you know, you're you are going to have to probably know some knowledge, some basic knowledge, and stuff like that to get started in it. Um, but really, I think it's a fairly diverse. I mean, you're not going to be able to if if you're a beginning woodworker, you know, and you've got some basic skills and stuff, you're going to be able to do part of the projects. Can you do all the projects? I don't think so. I mean, I, I think that, but at the same time, the the thing that I like about that is, you know, you it, it gives a, a wider range of woodworkers an opportunity to pick up the book and, and do some projects, you know. So somebody that's got more of an advanced background, you know, they can pick up the book and, and do some of the more complicated projects, yet somebody that's newer has, has some stuff to do as well. All right. Diami, what's your take? I want to say that anywhere from a beginner to a somewhat advanced intermediate is going to find projects in the book that they can do and lessons from the book that are applicable to their skill level. Uh, If you're more advanced, there's some stuff in the book that would be interesting, such as the ball and claw foot. But again, if you're more advanced, I don't know that you need the book to know those things. So it's probably not an advanced book. But anywhere from a beginner to an intermediate is going to take some value out of the book between Mm -hmm. projects and techniques. All right, Mike, what's your take? Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, it's uh, there are some beginner projects that are be great for people that are just starting out, and then there's you know as they progress, there, then there's other ones that they can uh, um, try to attempt too. And so, so, yeah. All right. Hey, I'm going to go off the board here and ask one question. You know, individual woodworkers have their own style. They have their own collection of tools. You you know, if, 
if you have a hollow chisel mortiser, if you have a router, or, you know, however you, or if you want to cut mortises by hands, does the do the choices that Tommy makes in the book as far as the tools to do certain things, hand cut dovetails, or using his uh, general, his big floor standing general mortiser, do you think that the plans are adaptable to somebody who may uh, use a, a router, a jig for dovetails? And maybe a, a hand chisels their mortises. Do you think it? Do you think the skills apply across to other methods of doing things? And I just I'll open it up for anybody to jump in. Yes, but uh, and the the but is that to do the translation, like from the hollow chisel mortiser to a router, you need your you need to bring some skill set to the project mm-hmm. to convert that. You know, a beginner is not going to be able to make that transition. An intermediate and advanced is going to be able to make the translation. So. Yes, you can always do that, but it requires a higher skill level to do that transition. Okay. Yeah, and, and I was going to say, and he doesn't all—he talks about some of the alternatives, but he doesn't always explain how to do it. So he didn't really explain how how to hand hand chop a, uh, a mortise, you know. But uh, if someone has that skill, they can certainly apply it to the project. Mm-hmm. But if they're looking to learn that skill, I don't think that's actually covered. All right. No, I, I agree with that. I mean, that's that's one of the things that, um, you know, I mean, you, if you've got those skills, yes, you can jump into it and, and, and learn or uh, and apply that, but it really doesn't cross over a whole lot. But, you know, that being said, one, one of the things that I was pleasantly surprised, I guess, you know, like I said, I really don't do a lot of TV and stuff, so I've, I've followed a few of the shows, and uh, but not a lot. So one of the things with the book that I was actually pretty pleasantly surprised with is is the fact that he does use, you know, both hand tools and power tools. Um, you know, we, we talk a lot about the the hybrid woodworker and, and using kind of both skill sets and stuff and learning both skill sets. And, uh, I mean, they actually seem to apply both in here and not strictly stay to one side or the other. Us. Can you hear me? Yeah, okay, we got you. All right. Not sure. Um, anyway, I was just I was just saying that you know as, as far as like being a hybrid woodworker and stuff, I, I think that they actually apply kind of both skill sets somewhat and and kind of touch on both that. So if somebody is more of a hand tool or more of a a power tool, they they kind of uh, you've got both sides of it. I'll agree with that. There's a nice mix. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. There's definitely a nice mix in there. Um, all right, it would come down to the final judgment. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Would you buy the book? Chris, I mean, for me, I, I would say thumbs up. I mean, is you know, I mean, I, I guess it's a book that if I walked up to the bookshelf and saw it, would I've picked it up? I got to say, I probably would not have. But now that I've I've actually had the book, read the book, um, I liked it. I mean, I was pleasantly surprised with it, and I say thumbs up. All right, Tiami, what do you say? Thumbs up, thumbs up. I'm going to give it the same exact review. I was pleasantly surprised. It, as Chris and I were talking before this, it's not what I would have picked myself, but it was a it was a nice read and it was a useful book. I, I would recommend it to other people. And Mike, um, I would definitely recommend it to someone who might be starting out who's looking for some uh, good projects to do. So I give it a thumbs up. All right, you know what? You know what? It's going to make four of us because I'm thinking that there's some really useful projects in here um, that, that 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 can attract the interest of a couple different skill sets. Plus also some things, you know, some, some solutions to some common problems. Uh, trying to, you know, put splines at the end of those 45-degree miters in the flag box kind of opened my mind to how one other woodworker does it. So for me, yeah. that worked out pretty well. 
yeah, 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 also like the the last chapter where he did cover some fishing because that was one of the episodes and a lot of project books they don't necessarily go into the fishing side and there is some some good information in there finishing all right well you heard it here everybody uh, this is our first review for the books uh for the modern woodworking association and uh believe me we're going to try to be back for more uh, meanwhile i want to thank our panelists chris adkins and give me your website chris uh, website is highrockwoodworking.com, or you can reach... All right, and Diami Palaki from New York, uh, what's your website? <laughs> Penultimatewoodshop.com. Okay, and they need to go to, you know, figure out how to spell that, right? <laughs> it's with a P. Like it's with a P. I like it. There's a T in there somewhere. And Mike, Mike Lingenfelter, please, Mike, what is your website? My website is theinquisitivewoodworker.com. Nice, I like that. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to ask you. And this is Tom Iovino from Tom'sWorkbench.com. Hey, everybody, we'll be back with more. So, hey, Tom, Tom don't forget, yeah. don't forget the one place they can find us all is ModernWoodworkersAssociation.com. How on earth could I could have forgotten that? All right, everybody. Hey, thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back with more later.